0: get your pen and paper ready today. I really only have three main things you're going to be writing down. But what I'm going to give you, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about today's podcast because I'm telling you bodies are going to change and therefore lives are going to change, not just because you're going to be in a body that is maybe more aesthetically pleasing to you or your spouse, but because this is actually going to make you healthier. A smaller waist circumference equals a healthier you. So I am really fired up about this topic. This is something I love to talk about. This is something I love to help my clients with. But the three things I'm going to give you today are simple, they are practical, and they're things that you can start doing today and actually they're simple enough to do for the rest of your life. And that's key. These are not gigantic gigantic lifestyle shifts. uh, shifts. These are actually things that you can do forever and ever. Amen. But the other reason you're going to need a pen and a piece of paper is because the call to actions that I'm giving you, you're just going to want to record a few things to keep up with. Okay. So I'm excited. Let's go. We're going to get right into some really, really practical advice here. And I'm going to be hearing from you at the end of summer. I know I am. And you're going to be saying, Lisa, Thank you. Thank you for that. And I'm going to say you're so welcome. (laughs) And congratulations on being so consistent. All right, here we go. let's dive right into three very practical ways that you can reduce your waist circumference this summer. And I'm saying this summer because June and July, I guess August, it's part of summer, but we really look at June and July because there's back to school come August. And I feel like in August, so many of us just mentally feel like summer's over, right? So I'm just saying over the next two months, because what's so great about this is these are not massive lifestyle changes that I'm about to help you implement. These are things that you can easily start doing today and that you could do every day for the rest of your life. They're not that difficult and this little shift, these three little shifts, really do add up to make a profound difference. So First of all, let's talk about why waist circumference. Why am I saying waist instead of weight? Why not just say, well, here's how to lose weight over the summer? I've talked about this on here before, but the weight on the scale is not a great indicator of your progress. It can be a tool, but it's not my favorite tool simply because if you are gaining muscle, that muscle is gonna take up a smaller surface area than fat does. In fact, it takes about 25% less surface area. So you are getting slimmer as you are building muscle. You are increasing uh, your, your lean muscle mass. You are decreasing your body fat, but the number on the scale may not be changing a lot, which can really mess with your mind. Waist circumference on the other hand is a really good indicator of your overall health and it's easy. You only need a measuring tape. You measure yourself around the smallest part of your waist. In fact, please do this after this episode is over. I bet you have a measuring tape. Write that down and that's your baseline. So it doesn't take any special equipment. It's something you could throw in your purse, take with you on vacation if you wanted to. It's just, it's easier obviously than a scale as well. And it's pretty foolproof. But why are we focusing on the waist beyond that? Well, here's the thing. This is something I've always taught my clients. I really prefer not to focus on weight and really love to focus on the waist. A waist circumference of just 35 inches can more than double your risk of cardiovascular disease. That's a big deal, but I wanna go a little bit further. So excessive abdominal fat is associated with a higher risk of all kinds of chronic conditions, again, like heart disease, but also type 2 diabetes, increased blood pressure, increased cholesterol, cholesterol and certain kinds of cancers as well. So this is a really big deal. And just by reducing your waist circumference, you can lower your risk of developing all of those conditions and improve your long-term health outcomes. So this is a key area that we can focus on by making some changes that really end up being significant without being these huge shifts, especially as we're entering summer. There's more travel coming up. And on. A couple other reasons to decrease your waist circumference is it can impede your mobility. You know this. Whether you have a, a large amount of ab- abdominal fat around your midsection or you know someone who does, you know that even simply tying your shoes can be difficult. So just performing daily activities or engaging in physical exercise, it can be harder. Uh, you can improve your mobility and flexibility and functional fitness all together, which will enable you to participate in activities you enjoy when you have a smaller waist circumference. there's just no bad reason to to look at this as a marker for health and many many good reasons. So I'm always trying to get you to shift into looking at your body and your health with this clear, Um, mindset that helps you understand you are so much more than those numbers on the scale because we have learned to let them define us, have we not? I mean, we all have at some point. Okay, so what are some of the ways? Let's dive in. Here we go. Three ways. I'm going to give you three really, really practical things that you can do. For the first one, what I want you to do is focus on getting 2,000 more steps a day. 2,000 more than you are right now. Okay, so what I'm not saying is aim for 10,000 a day. Believe me, I could. I'm a believer in it. I think it's awesome. But the point of today's podcast is to help you reduce your waist circumference over the next two months by making three simple changes. So I really want to keep this very simple. 2,000 steps is not a lot. Because I have my quiet time, I've shared this with you before, because I have my quiet time while I'm walking around with my cup of coffee, and when I say walking, I just can't even say walking. It's mosey. I'm moseying. I'm I'm ambling if you will. It is not an all-out walk. I'm holding hot coffee in my hands while I'm talking to the Lord and I'm praying. I often get 2,000 steps before eight o'clock in the morning just because of my daily, my my morning routine, just moving around. That's no exercise. So I'm only telling you that to encourage you. 2,000 extra steps a day is not much. Let's talk about some ways you can easily do that just think about anything that you're currently doing where you're sitting that you could be doing standing. Obviously there's some things sitting that it's just it's just easier to sit or better to sit but what could you do not just standing but actually Walking around a little bit. Could your quiet time, maybe even part of it, be while you're praying, just moving around a little bit? That would be a way to get in some extra steps. Oh my goodness, you've never heard this before. Park further away. (laughs) It's so, I'm telling you, these things add up. It's remarkable how much they add up. Instead of looking for the parking place closest to the grocery store, go to the back of the parking lot. You're going to get in. I don't know, maybe two, three hundred more steps just by doing that, by going to the store and then back out to your car, depending on how far it is. So that's another way to do it. Of course, taking the stairs instead of the elevator if you're able. Anything you can do to just get a little more in here and a little more in there. It doesn't even mean, hey, Go for a 20 minute walk. I don't know how what steps you would get in 20 minutes, probably more than that, unless you're walking really slow. Go take a 10 minute walk. I'm not even saying to do that, which you totally could. I'm just saying be mindful throughout the day. Do you see what I mean? Do you see why I'm saying this is doable? This is something you could start implementing right now. You could be listening to the podcast right now and walking around your house if you're not driving. That's, those are the kinds of things. Just start thinking, what can I do just to add in a few extra steps? So again, we want to establish a baseline just like we're doing for our waist circumference. What is your baseline? So just at the end of today or the end of tomorrow, without a focus on I'm getting in more steps, just write down what you're getting, what you got at the end of the day, and then increase that by 2,000 steps a day. It's very, very, very doable. Walking can aid in digestion, friends. This is going to help with your overall body composition. It's going to help with bloating. It helps uh, stimulate the muscles in your abdomen, and it helps to create regular bowel movements. Movement is good, and overall, it is going to help reduce your waistline. Just getting in 2,000 more steps a day. If you're over the age of 40 and you've not had lab work done to check your hormone levels, your testosterone, your estrogen, your progesterone, even your vitamin D levels, which are hugely important for how we feel our bone health and more. If you've not had lab work done, I highly encourage you to get it done because so many times I find women are saying I'm doing all the right things, but my weight isn't moving, or I'm having incredible night sweats or hot flashes or mood swings. Again, the midsection won't budge no matter what I do, but What happens is as we get older, all of those sex hormones shift and change. And the good news is we don't have to live like that. There's actually answers and hope. But what I want to encourage you to do is to look for a functional practitioner that's not just going to look at your lab work and look for, quote, Normal levels, they want to look for what is optimal, what makes you feel good. Because if you've ever gotten that blood work done before and walked away and they said, Hey, everything is normal, and you're frustrated, you're like, What do you mean normal? I feel terrible, right? That means something is not right. And just because you're, quote, of a certain age, doesn't mean you have to live with all these symptoms. There really is help out there. I shared a story on social media recently about getting sick, Last summer and I was on all these different medications and I was 49 creeping up on 50 and everything just totally shifted for me I wasn't feeling the same. I had extra abdominal fat that I wasn't able to get rid of I was not sleeping good at all anymore. Everything just changed I really didn't recognize myself and it wasn't until I really dove in with a functional practitioner That I realized how off my hormones were and let me tell you within three weeks That abdominal belly fat was gone for me. I'm not saying it will be for you, I'm telling you it was for me because I knew all those medications had really just thrown me into a hormonal firestorm. But I started sleeping better, my libido was back, everything. It's like I had a reset on my life. If that sounds good to you, if maybe you're overwhelmed, you don't know how to find a functional practitioner, I want to encourage you. To check out the one that I use, it's Telehealth. So if you are in the United States, you can use this company. You do not have to be local to them. And guess what? Your first consultation is completely free. So there's literally nothing to lose. I want you to go to Lou. that's L-O-U, fitness.com forward slash amazing meds. That's lisalewfitness.com forward slash amazing meds. Do this for yourself, friend. Dig in. Find out what's going on. Let a doctor who really understands root cause look under the hood, help you figure out what you can do to start feeling like yourself again. lisaloufitnesscom forward slash amazing meds. Tip number two. Create a green zone in your home. This is another thing I've been a really big proponent of pretty much the entire time uh, that I've been training women. And the reason, first of all, what is a green zone? When I'm talking about a green zone, I'm talking about your home is your safe place from junk food, Do not push the stop button. I have tips (laughs) because the first thing I hear is, you don't know my husband. I have three teenage boys and on and on and on. I get it. I have some tips, okay? But here's the deal. When you leave your house, when your family leaves the house, they are bombarded. You are bombarded. It's everywhere. It's at the office. It's at the store. It's at the checkout counter. There's junk food everywhere. Give yourself a chance by not bringing in the things that tempt you into the home. So here's a couple things I wanna encourage you to do. First of all, have a conversation with your family. Let them know ahead of time, look guys, this is something I would love for us to all be on board with. You know how I can't have Oreos in the house because I'll eat an entire sleeve? Let's not bring Oreos in the house anymore, okay? Or the pint of ice cream or whatever it is. Now, if you have resistance and there's like, you're, you're sitting here just shaking your head back and forth going, there's literally no way. Here's what you can do. Make sure there is a dedicated place where it is out of sight. So if you have a pantry shelf that's maybe up really high, I'm five foot tall, it would not be hard for something to be above my head. Could I reach it? Could I get a stool if I really wanted to? Absolutely. Absolutely. But if it's not eye level, if it's not staring me in the face all the time, it's much easier for it to be out of sight and out of mind. So at least get the family on board with that. If not everybody's on board with no more junk food in the house, make a dedicated space so that your pantry, so that your refrigerator, what you're seeing right there when you're looking at it. Is the whole foods are the things that are not going to tip you over the edge? So, again, this is doable. I'm not telling you go throw away everything, which there may be a lot of things you need to gift to someone who is really hungry, okay? But what I am saying is take 10 minutes to shift, either throw them out or if that's just going to cause a firestorm in the house, that's not what we want, then shift them to another spot where it's just not in your eyesight. What this does, it is absolutely incredible. Overall, it can reduce by 1, 2, 500 calories easily a day that you would be maybe just grabbing and picking at something that is It's just right there. So why not? It's just so easy to grab and graze. Whereas if it's up and out of the way or even in another room, it's just not so easily accessible and it's not constantly on your mind. Create a green zone. And mamas, if you have littles in your house, I'm telling you, this is one of the best things you can do for them. This is something I always encourage The young women that I trained to do, and it's what I did when they leave. Now we homeschooled, but if but they went to grandparents' house, oh my goodness! I mean, there was all the things at the grandparents' house, right? So if they go to school, if they go to a friend's house, again, just like when you leave the house, they're bombarded. Give them a chance by creating that green zone. Give them a chance at the best health you possibly can, because we really are kind of dictating their metabolic future. When they're young. That's a whole other topic, but it's a really big deal. So if you're a mama of young ones or even teens in the house, just know that the way that they're eating right now really is dictating how their body is going to function later and it can make it either easier or harder for them to have healthy waist circumferences in the future as well. Okay, so number one, 2,000 more steps each day. Whatever your baseline is, just 2,000 more steps throughout the day. Number two was create that green zone. Our last one is prioritize protein when you eat. Every single meal should have protein. When you prioritize protein, protein, first of all, it is very satisfying. So it helps to give you that satiated feeling that we can't seem to get to when we go for the carbs first, or even when we go for maybe the the fat, even if it's a healthy fat on the plate. Although fat can be satisfying, protein is actually shown to be even more satisfying. So prioritize that, get that in First, when you are eating. Protein also helps to improve muscle growth. It's necessary for the health of your hair, your skin, your nails, your joints, all your connective tissue. You have to have protein for your body to really be functioning well. How much protein? This is the question. So, first of all, very bottom line, prioritize protein. Okay, I wanna keep this really, really simple. I don't want you to lose your mind over these three tips because these are things you should be able to do for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life, can you like do your best to keep junk food out of the house or keep it up and out of the way? Absolutely you can. My gosh, most of us have a burger joint within one mile of our home and we wonder why we struggle to keep weight off make your house a green zone to the best of your ability. That's something you can do, and that is something that's sustainable. It doesn't mean nothing bad will ever come in your house, or I hate to say bad, nothing junky will ever come into your house, but if this is a value, then it's something you're not going to let get out of hand, right, so that's something that's sustainable. So is prioritizing protein. That means when you are sitting down to your meal, eat your protein first, and make sure you're getting enough. So this is where I don't want you to lose your mind, but I am going to give you a number. And this is considered incredibly safe. It is also, ladies, of so much importance. As we get older, it is harder for our bodies to process protein. And so we actually need more than we did when we were younger. Okay. So what I recommend to my clients and what I'm going to recommend to you is to focus on one gram per pound of ideal body weight. What do you mean by ideal body weight, Lisa? Are we talking BMI? I'm really not. You know what body weight you feel best at. You know when you have been at a place in your life where you're like, you know, I feel good. I feel good. I actually had a client tell me the other day, you know what, I felt good at 150 even though my BMI shows like 140. I said, we're not gonna worry about your BMI. Tell me about how you were at 150. She said, I felt like I looked really good. I had a lot of energy. I was very comfortable in my skin. You could see muscle mass. I said, these are amazing things. This is why BMI is not, again, a a super accurate picture of us overall. So she had more weight, on the scale, but that weight was muscle and she knew that's where she felt great. So back to our protein, for her, she was overweight. She was, I think maybe this particular client was 190. So for her, she needed to prioritize protein, one gram per pound of ideal body weight for her was 150. That is a lot of protein. I know this, and this is where I don't want you to lose your mind and go, oh, forget it, that's way too much. Bottom line, what we're gonna do is eat protein at the beginning of our meal, right? We're gonna prioritize that, and we're just gonna try to get more than we would, than we were before. Most of us do not get enough. Ladies, most of us do not get enough. I see women eating far too few calories and far too little protein. So what you can do is just say, you know what? I'm just gonna make sure I'm getting... 30 grams of protein per meal. If you did that, you're probably already getting so much more protein than you were before. That's a good start. Ideally, you can inch your way up to one gram per pound of ideal body weight. Okay, does that make sense? So we're not losing our minds here. We're just thinking, okay, if I can just get 30 grams per meal, I'm gonna be doing better than I was before. That is something you can do. That is something you can do starting today, and that is something you can do for the rest of your life. And this is what I really wanted to bring to you today was just three really simple things you can start implementing immediately. So when this podcast is done, here's your call to action. You're gonna go get a measuring tape out of your cause You probably already have one. If not, go buy one. You're going to measure the smallest part of your waist, relaxed, not poking your stomach out and not sucking in. Just relax. Just take a breath in, take a breath out and measure. Okay. That's the best way to measure. And write it down. And now you get to choose how often you measure. So we're looking at the next two months. We're looking over the summer. You can do once a week. You can do once every, uh, every two weeks. I, I wouldn't do it every day. That's going to make you a little cuckoo, and it's just not necessary. There'll be some fluctuations here and there. But once a week at a bare minimum, I would say, um, or, or, or not to do it any more often than that. Okay. So that's your number one call to action. Measure. And then write it down. Number two is going to be to find your baseline. How many steps a day are you currently doing? How many steps a day are you currently walking, moving around? Write that down. That's your baseline. The next call to action is to talk with the family. If, if it's not just you living by yourself, tell everybody, look, From now on, I would like to not have these things, and for you, look, your husband may love potato chips, and you're like, I could take or leave potato chips. Great, that's up to you to even bring that up then. So if it's potato chips, no big deal, but by golly, if it's donuts, if it's a hot Krispy Kreme donut, which is what it would be for me, I can't have it in the house or it will get eaten. You can only have so much willpower. So that's your next call to action is figure out how you're gonna make that green zone. What does that look like for you? And just keep it simple, but be bold about it and make sure you're setting yourself up for success. And then that very third and final one, starting on your very next meal, this is your final call to action, is to, on your very next meal, to go ahead and start prioritizing protein and make sure you're getting in a minimum of 30 grams per meal. And then if you can, after that, start eking your way up, but that's your bare minimum. And if that's all you do for the next two months, I'm telling you, because you're probably not getting enough protein, that is gonna make a significant difference as well. So there you go. I hope this was helpful. I know that I know that I know this works. So if you will commit to doing this, I'm telling you in the next two months, you are going to have a smaller waistline and you, my friend, are going to be healthier. You're going to be closer to whatever your health goals are, okay? We could go further. We could go deeper into all the things to really make this you know, expand this into, into having that physique you've always wanted and all the things. That's not what this is about. I just want to move you into action in some simple ways. And this is that. I'm telling you, this will work. Okay, your final, let me give you one more call to action. Reach out to me on Instagram and let me know if you're in for this. I hate to even call it a challenge because this is your life, but we are looking at Fairly short term, try this out, see what it's like. I really don't want you to stop after two months though. I want you to establish a habit that you're going to do for the rest of your life. But just let me know if you're committing to this. Message me on Instagram at Lisa Lou Fitness. And look, please don't forget to share this episode with a friend because I also know that I know this is going to help your friends and good friends make sure other friends have really good information, right? And this is some good, solid, practical advice and information every single woman can use, start implementing to start making changes to your physique, but oh my goodness, to your overall health, okay? All right, thank you so much for being here with me today and I will see you next time.